I didn't hear it again. I just, so I I just had a little like wine fridge kind of kick on next to me. It made a little whirring sound. Could have been that. A wine fridge. Uh-huh. Will you walk me through what a wine fridge is? It's a fridge that you put wine in. Just wine. Yep. It's specifically designed for wine. What makes it like specific for wine? Um, it fits the bottles, you know, because wine bottles are, are specific shapes. They're bigger, longer. You got to have racks to lay them down and flat on, you know, wine. Do you put the, the $5 wine from Trader Joe's in your wine fridge? <laughs> like I have $5 wine from Trader Joe's. <laughs> what, a, what a hilarious hypothetical. <laughs> this is this is our wine from the 17th century Italian shores here. I I if my wine isn't being found on a sunken vessel of some kind, then I don't want it. <laughs> and that's the intro to episode <laughs> one ninety nine of not the podcast you deserve, Drew. It's our second to last episode. I know it's crazy. I'll miss this. All of our talks. <laughs> our, our, our little chats. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Uh, it's sad but fitting, you know? It's sad but fitting. Um, I got a fun story for you. For whatever reason, the other night, I was just like dead set and I wanted to watch Les Mis, uh, the musical starring Hugh Jackman, um, Russell Crowe, Aaron Tveit, and Hathaway. The chick with the big eyes. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. What is her Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, And Mm -hmm. then... Amanda um, Seyfried. That's Yeah. I just keep thinking of her as... What's her name in Mean Girls? Regina? Mm -hmm. No, that's the other girl. Nah, ruined it. Nah, ruined it. She's the weather person. Yeah. Yeah. She knows if it's cold or not outside. Um, and And I was like, oh, I remember this being on Netflix. Perfect. So I opened up Netflix... And it's no longer on Netflix. It may never have been on Netflix, but mm-hmm. in my brain, it was. So since I couldn't find Les Mis, I watched the closest thing to Les Mis I could think of, which was Extraction 2. Oh, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, I was going to guess Demolition Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that may, that's closer, probably. I don't know what caught my eye, but like when I was, there was like things that are close to I know to what caught Extraction your eye. Two was on it's the Chris list. Hemsworth. It's a dashingly handsome man. That's what sure. caught your eye. He sure is. Did you see the first Extraction? I did not. Oh, okay. So it's produced by the Russo brothers. Okay. Written by Joe Russo, maybe. Maybe Anthony. The smaller, pudgier one. I think it's Joe. Anyways. <laughs> um,. The first one is... That's actually known. how they refer to each other as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. The The first one uh, is known for like a 10 to 15 minute wonder that involves a fight scene that goes from a rooftop to the streets and like a bus almost hits both the people that are fighting and it's like a real long ordeal. It's not a great movie, the first one, um, but that fight scene is like, okay, cool. The director's name is Sam Hargraves, and Mm -hmm. he was uh, the stunt double for Chris Evans in most of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. He's been a stunt double for Hugh Jackman as well. He did a bunch of the second unit uh, directing for most of the superhero movies. 
I think this is the first couple movies he's really known for directing, though, if I'm not mistaken. It looks like you're about to look him up, though, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Ugh, no, so, I just I, I remember hearing his name about something else recently, and I can't remember what it was. It might come back to me. Who knows? It may never, may never come back to me. It may be gone forever. Who's to say? Um, so, and, and I, I had kind of taken my time watching the sequel because I didn't think the first one was like a good movie. I thought it was like a fun, turn your brain off and watch Chris Hemsworth do fun action for two hours and then never think about it again. Um, but the second movie, it broke like Netflix's like streaming record for the first like 24 hours of its release. And it's been widely praised as like the most streamed thing on Netflix or whatever for the summer. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait for this to die down. I'm gonna watch it, you know, straight on. And I think it's very rare that a sequel is like 10 times better than the original. (laughs) But that's true in this case. And the whole time before I started, I was like, I don't know how they're gonna outdo that that big one-shot fight scene, because that was pretty incredible. And they basically said, hey, screw you, Kyle. Wait wait for five minutes into this movie. We're going to do a 22-minute wonder right off the jump. And I was like, okay. They have to explain how you get from the ending sure. of the first movie to the beginning of this movie, because it doesn't make a lot of sense. The ending of the last movie, you're like, there shouldn't be a sequel. But here it is. Um, but so once they get through that and you get a surprise cameo from a very cool actor that's definitely trying to set up a third one and maybe a franchise, um, there is a Rocky Four training montage out in the snowy awesome. mountains somewhere. And I was like, all right, you kind of got me there. And then they do a one that lasts 20 plus minutes that spans a prison break complete with like the Raid 2 style like prison yard fight where there's just a hundred people awesome and there's mud everywhere and like a couple guys got guns and it's like how do we avoid the guy with the gun and it goes from that still a one shot to them running away on a helicopter onto a train then shooting down three other helicopters that are chasing the train then off the train into some suvs that are then still fighting against people like tracking them Super incredible. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, so good. One of the coolest waters ever. Um, if nothing else, that was worth the price of admission, which is, I guess, $10.99 a month for Netflix. Um, <laughs> the the water included Chris Hemsworth getting his arm caught on fire and then continuing to punch people with firearm. Awesome. And it's seemingly affecting the other people more than it affected him. Yes. Who was currently on fire. Well, it's because he just did his training in the snow. His body needs to be warmed up. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I love it. Um, and then there's a final fight scene that is pretty incredible. So I I was whatever with Extraction. Did not really care for it. We'll never watch it again. Extraction 2, I'm two thumbs way, way up. And we'll probably watch it again later tonight. They, it's like, it's like they, it's like between the filming of the first movie and the second movie, Sam Hargraves watched like the entire John Wick franchise and was like, oh, I bet I could do that. And he tried (laughs) to do that in the second one. uh, And it was a blast. So Extraction 2, man, tons of fun. And then, um, I I love the, I'm just thinking of like Extraction and, it being different than Taken because it was like, oh, they're like opposites, but it's like 
Yeah, they're, but they're doing the same thing. Like, the, somebody's taken, you gotta go get them out. It's like, okay, it's two sides of the same coin, right? Just depending on... Mm-hmm. But who do you think would win in a taken versus I'm, extraction battle? I think Chris Hemsworth's gonna kill most people in whatever battle you put him up against in this universe, for sure. Um... For a bunch of different reasons. I won't spoil either movie for you. Uh, at, one, at one point in this movie, he's lost like 17 like pints of blood. Like he is just, like there's like, there can be nothing left. And then a 15 minute fight scene happens with him still bleeding out of one side of his body. You're like, you know what? Yeah, I, I buy it. I believe that this happened for sure. <laughs> Did not even care one second. Um, and then I've been into some horror stuff lately. Um, I say horror. From, I talked about From earlier. It's a TV show that was on Paramount Plus, is now on MGM Plus. Okay. Which is got to be the least of the Plus streaming services, right? Yeah, didn't MGM even know, Plus. didn't know it was an option. Well, Reign of Fire's on there. Came to find that out <laughs> when I did the free, uh, free week subscription to MGM Plus. So I know that it's got Reign of Fire and From, which is a TV show I will begin talking about now. Uh, I had mentioned this earlier. It is a. It is. It's like Lost meets horror, um, but it's not super scary. Super creepy though, and uh, it's got most of the fun elements that Lost had that kept you engaged for like three and a half seasons. And season two just came out. It's really good. They almost lost me in season two of From. It is starring the, it's one of the guys from Lost. The guy who had his son, uh, the dad and his son, yep. who were shipwrecked on the island. Yep. He's the main character from okay. From. Um, and it's very similar to Lost in that like you kind of have no idea what's going on, but you know these people are in this weird place, you don't really know why, and they start to kind of unravel the mystery. Season one, you got about 75 plot points that you're like, oh, I've got questions about these. And then in season two, they answered pretty much none of those questions, <laughs> but they did unravel like two or three more that I, I they hooked me, and I gotta see season three now. I've got to get my free week subscription to MGM Plus next year when the third season comes out. Uh, they threw a really fun wrinkle in the finale when I was about to bail, being like, "I lost already did this to me. I won't let another TV show make me question me. everything and then never fulfill it." Uh, but the, the finale, I was like, oh, you guys did it. You've, you've roped me back in for one more. And then, uh, finally to wrap up my, my horror movie week, I rewatched The Shining. Have you ever seen The Shining? Uh Uh-huh. You have? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's my, and my, my brother's like one of his favorite movies, my wife, her favorite movie. And I remember the first time watching it and I didn't get it. So I was like. I'm going to rewatch it again. I'm an adult. I can figure this out for myself. And I totally got it the second time through. I think the first time I was expecting like a slasher film sure. or like your your regular horror movie. The second time watching it, understanding that there's really only like 10 minutes of quote unquote horror in this movie. And knowing that going into it, man, that's an incredible movie. Yeah. The way that Stanley Kubrick directed all of those long tracking scenes, whether it was that helicopter shot at the beginning or whether it was behind the kid on the tricycle Mm -hmm. or whether it was the, the guy walking them through the hotel. Like 
he does an incredible job of making you feel uneasy with nothing other than just the camera moving. Like nothing on the screen is like uneasy, like feeling other than the way the camera is moving. And I totally got it the second time. I totally did not get it the first time. Um, so that was kind of cool. Maybe Kyle's matured a little bit. Hey. Maybe we learned something about ourselves. Growth. Maybe I was just having a better day. Who knows? But uh, I watched it in the second time. I was like, holy crap, I get it. Okay. So then I was like, I want to learn more. I want to know more. I found the documentary called Room 237, uh, which the documentary about how The Shining was made. And it is the biggest. And everybody talks about how you got to watch this documentary because it'll unlock so much more about the movie for you. And that's a total piece of shit. That documentary <laughs> sucks. It opens up with people talking about like the first time going to see The Shining, but instead of it being like a recreation of this person walking into the movie theater to see The Shining, it's it's footage of Tom Cruise from Eyes Wide Shut, which is a movie also directed by Stanley Kubrick, yeah. looking at a poster of The Shining and then going into the movie theater. And like instead of like you seeing whoever's talking like face it's just their voiceover over like slowed down like pixelated one frame at a time of the movie of like the scene they're talking about at one point uh, when i when i jumped ship on this documentary i thought my kid was crying in the other room because there's this faint like cry of like a child in the background and we paused it and it went away and i was like oh that's weird and it started back up and it went and i was like this then the guy who was talking Keep going like, um, and, and, um, and like you tell, like he wasn't really prepared. He wasn't reading a script for sure. Whoever was doing the voiceover on this documentary. And then he goes, oh, can you hear my boy? Okay, I'll be right back. And you hear him like leave the room, shut the door, like 30 seconds goes by. Then he comes back. He's like, hey guys, sorry about that. And then he continues talking about the scene where he's about how the movie is about how the U.S. government killed a bunch of Native Americans, and that's what this movie is really about. It's like they didn't edit the documentary at all. Yeah. So were they like crunched for time? Like they definitely had no money, and they definitely did not edit the doc. Like the people just sit in their voiceovers and like you figure it out from there. I guess weird. I don't understand why people would sit through all three hours of that documentary. I know I'm not going to. I'm going to leave it where I left it, but it was a, it was an interesting experience. It made me feel better about my editing skills on our podcast. I was going to say that the, the Venn diagram of people that would watch all of that documentary and listen to 200 episodes of us, I've got to yeah. be pretty, a pretty tight knit group of people. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be small. It's gotta be small. Um, so that was, that's about it. That's about it for me. The one extraction to, you're going to love that movie. I don't even think you need to see the first one. In fact, I'm positive. You don't need to see the first one. I'll fill in the gaps for you as you go. You'll love Extraction 2. Second, The Shining. Masterpiece. I misread it the first time and that's my fault. And then third, the documentary that's about the making of The Shining. That's some horse that no one needs to watch. <laughs> well, what about you, man? What have you been watching? Uh, a couple shows. Couple shows. Um, the big one is Ahsoka, right now on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, the third episode was released, um, and the fourth one's coming out. I think tonight, as of the recording of this podcast. So, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so far through three, I'm having a fun time when there's lightsaber battles going on. And then... Okay. And then I'm bored. Um, oh, yeah. I think Rosario Dawson is doing... I, I think she looks really cool as Ahsoka. And I think cool. that yep. her doing the character, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, uh, but, like, there's, like, weird shots throughout. Like, it, it really stuck with me in the third one. There's a big uh, space battle scene. And it just keeps cutting to shots of people being in the cockpit for like 35 seconds. And they're not talking. They're not like firing. They're just just the cameras on them as they make like flying faces. Boy, okay. And I'm like, ooh, are they trying to build the tension or like what? (laughs) do they just like have some free time to fill like it really (laughs) it seemed like they made a 22 minute episode and someone was like it has to be 26 and they're like (laughs) Uh, i i think i think the big thing is that they built uh whatever they call it the the big arena sound stage that they built like the circle yep you know what they call it what are you talking about the sound mm-hmm. or something like that. I can't remember. The volume. The volume. See, sound, whatever. You were close. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I knew I knew we could get there together. I think that they built that and they just feel obligated to use it. Sure. Yeah. And so they're just like, <laughs> oh, I guess we'll just put them in the volume uh, and record <laughs> record some flying faces or something. Um, oh, boy. So there's... You never know. You never know what they're building towards. You know, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But for right now, uh, it's leaning more towards, like, Obi-Wan than The Mandalorian. So, it's, you like we're, not, we're not quite Book of Boba. So, I'll say that. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you like Obi-Wan refresh my memory? Did you enjoy I, that? I was... Seriously? I would I would say sixty five percent like seventy percent like where I was like there's okay. a lot of things about it that I really liked and then there were like mm-hmm. four things I was like this is really dumb sure um so we'll see we'll see what happens uh, I'm gonna watch the whole thing so I mean no shocker there Star Wars you you've got a fan for life um yeah but keep keep plugging away at it and uh, give me some more stuff give me some more stuff to watch. Yeah, instead of jumping on that, I did jump on Warrior this week, like I told Ooh, you. Ooh, yeah. And that show's fun. It's awesome. I forgot to talk to you about that. That's a fun show. I'm I'm like six or seven episodes into the first season now. I've enjoyed that show. I was having a real good time. It is mm-hmm. funny. I, I truly think it's like Deadwood meets Into the Dragon. Um, yeah. And especially in the second season, they start leaning a lot more into like, hey... This is based off of writings by Bruce Lee. And so they start like putting his name up on stuff and then okay. and then doing more things that are like, hey, this is Bruce Lee. Like they call one of the episodes Enter the Dragon. Uh, yeah. And like they have the main character like make one of his big poses and they like paint him on a wall like that. It's like, oh, OK, got it. This guy that wears a suit every day somehow ended up in just a wife beater. Got it. Oh, and you <laughs> took a painting of it. Uh, so they really start Makes to sense. lean into it a little bit more. Uh, but also, 
I think when it originally came out, it was on Cinemax, and so like every three episodes, they have to be like, "Don't forget, we're on Cinemax." Yeah, we know There's what you came here for. It's like it's not necessary. Yeah. Just move along. Um, a lot of that in there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I am a fan of Warrior. I have a lot of fun with that. The other show I was watching um, is The Wheel of Time. The second season just came out on uh, Prime Video. The I. I've mentioned you it before. The first season, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've mentioned it before. I've since we started this podcast, I have read all thirteen books. Oh wow! Um, and I don't want to mislead you. I listen to them. All right, I'm an auditory learner. That's a plug for Audible. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> I I listened to all of the books, and I'm currently listening to the prequel for fun. Um, the show is not that. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, this is the Wheel of Time. It should be like the Wheel of Time based on characters created by Robert Jordan. Because, ah, like, true. they just change everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get it. Hey, there's always going to be people that are like, oh, the book's better than the show or, you know, whatever. But it's frustrating when we live in a world where you could have, like, Game of Thrones season one that will literally do, like, shot for shot of, like, everything that happened. Or you live in a world where they're making the Dune movies. It's literally like shot for shot of everything that happened. Now, mm-hmm. the budgets may be different. Dune's taking their sweet time with it, splitting it up into multiple <laughs> movies, which they totally deserved. Sure. It needed that. Mm-hmm. So when you make a show and then they're like, you have eight episodes to capture an 800-page book. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. we don't, we're not, you're going to have to change some stuff up. So I get it. I mm-hmm. I understand, but it's it is a little frustrating to have something that you're like, oh, I love that character, I love that scene, or I love that thing, and they're like, ah, we changed it, it's, it's gone now, it's gone forever, it's gone forever, it's gone and it's different and it's never coming back. And you're like, oh, okay, I just wish you hadn't have done it then. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, season two, I'm liking it better than I did season one. Season two seems to be taking a little bit more time with characters and actually seeing some development and letting them sit in one place and letting the character kind of expand. Whereas I think in the first one, they were like, we've got to get to the next thing. So just like scurry onto the next adventure. And it's like, how do we get here? It's like, don't ask any more questions. (laughs) Um, No notes. But also, I mean, I get it. The first season was filmed. They did like the first five or six episodes and then they had to shut down for months because of COVID because they were like filming it right during the pandemic. So it's hard to get continuity and where your actors are. They they replaced one of the main actors. Um, Just totally? Yeah. Apparently. Like without any. Well, uh, yeah. They like didn't even address like, oh, he's different now. They're just like, you remember him? The guy from earlier? There he is. <laughs> always you when you said always that. <laughs> been exactly the same. Um, what? So apparently there hasn't been a final consensus but the actor apparently just left during the first season so either maybe been creative differences or maybe had a scheduling conflict or who knows but basically they took the break the covid break and then came back months later to finish the last two episodes and he just didn't show up what and everybody was like oh uh, so they had to write him out in the first season, which was one of the things I was really upset about. I was like, what the heck? That's like totally not in the book. He goes on the adventure with them. He doesn't just like bail. I was like, what the heck are they doing? And then I realized they didn't have a choice. He just 
He just left. That's crazy. Right? Wow. Yeah. So then they just brought in a new guy. And they're like, there you go. You won't, you won't His notice. Rody. He's always looked like this. Never looked like a different actor. Never. And there's nothing like in a world full of magic where they were like, you look different. He's like, ah, oh, witch put a spell on me or something. It's like, none of that. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. not even. We're just going to even move along. So uh, I'm a couple episodes into that. I'm. It's not the book. I'm still enjoying it more than I did the first season. So I'll keep watching it. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, but I'm I'm having to temper expectations. That's the big one. So if you sure, if yeah. you're a fan of the book of the Wheel of Time, just watch the show and then find the couple of highlights that you're like, oh yeah, that was my thing. Like I liked that from the book, and then just internalize that, put it in your heart, tuck it away, keep it safe, and then don't <laughs> let and then don't care about any of the rest of it. <laughs> put it in your heart. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. I I, I I have to imagine everybody that, like, was obsessed with the Harry Potter books, you know, did the same thing. We're like, that's not exactly how it happened. It's like, all right, well. Sure. But it was it was Maybe. closer than this. This seems like a huge deviation. Just like. Sure. Ugh. It's good thing the author's dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. But at least he finished his books. Yeah. Yeah, that's more than I can say for everybody else who wrote <laughs> crazy successful series. We're just like, nah, you guys. I'll just wait twenty years. Yeah, thanks a lot, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, figure it out already. I don't know if contractually we could say his name or not. You know, we're about to get sued. Contractually, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Who did you sign the contract with? Because I have you didn't sign the contract. I sure didn't. Oh man, I gave the rights to our podcast to Cinemax for like five dollars. <laughs> Cinemax. <laughs> of all the streaming services, the one that's no longer running. <laughs> they, they barely outbid MGM Plus. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But if they're no longer around, I am hearing more offers. So if you would like to, uh, sure. to own a podcast for <laughs> one more episode. <laughs> Reach out to us at NTPYD Podcast on Twitter. Uh, it's X now. Oh, we're st- but we're not calling it Twitter. No, you missed out on a lot of things. Oh, I thought I thought we still called it Twitter and it just like was an X. I don't know.